So we are continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles. And today we want to pick up at the fifth verse of the fourth chapter where we read, The next day the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there. So were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question him. By what power, by what power or what name did you do this? Peter and John have spent a, a night in jail for one healing a man that was lame from birth, two, telling those around them that it was the power of God that healed this man, three, that it was his son's, that it was his son, God's son, Jesus, whom by the way you killed in your ignorance, he threw that in, um, and four, every one of you need to repent, turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away and times of refreshing may come. Pretty straightforward. He healed a man that was lame from birth, told them that it was by the power, by the authority of God that this happened, that it was God's son, Jesus the Christ, um, that you need to turn to uh, or that you killed uh, out of your ignorance, and then four, uh, you need to turn, repent and turn from your ways um, so that times of refreshing may come. Um, if this were truly a you do and I'll do me type situation, you do you, I'll do me, um, why the response? Why the reason uh, for the response that Peter and John were preaching and doing? Um, if they're just doing what they're doing, leave them alone. But they knew that there was something more to this. There was, there was, it was what they were attempting to do, what they were doing was transforming, it was disrupting, it was life-altering. Um, brings me to a point. You do know that a truly transformed life pretty much disrupts everything that was before. That if you're transformed, everything that was before gets changed. You know, as, as Sister Meeks is, uh, you know, again, with the whole COVID situation, you know, was it an interruption or is it a disruption? You know, and as she is uh, underscored, it was a disruption. It was not just an interruption, you know, where it's like, okay, you lift the, the needle off of uh, the record, for those of you who know what records are, uh, lift the needle off the record and then you plop it right back down in the same place. Oh, that was just a little interruption. A disruption would be, oh, we've come in and we smashed the record and we, they just like, it, it, everything has changed now. Um, that's what a transformed life looks like. So, which leads me to a second point, don't 
be surprised or don't ignore the work of the evil one and his desire to thwart uh, work that is actually transformative in its nature. His mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use anyone that is either willing or ignorant to accomplish that task. That's his ends. So from the religious leader's perspective, Peter and John were disrupting their position and authority, teaching resurrection of the dead and claiming that spiritual healing and reconciliation is through this fellow named Jesus. That's, 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 that's disruptive, um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, notice they didn't question the reality of the healing. They didn't say, well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this was a, everybody knew this guy that was, uh, that was at the gate. They, they knew it, that was indisputable. Um, he was part of the rhythm of their life. He was positioned by the gate. He begged by those that were passing by and were moved. Uh, they gave him alms. Then Peter and John walked by and everything changed. So the apostles are brought before the religious leaders and they ask them a question. By what power or name did you do this? The word translated power is the same word that we get the word dynamite uh, from. So, so definitely. Uh, isn't it amazing that folks are okay with things the way they are but become upset when God chooses to use people and things to disrupt the status quo. Nobody had a problem with this guy sitting at the gate and uh, people passing by and, you know, giving him alms or food or whatever. They, 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 they you know, but when transformation is coming, you know, I hear haters got to hate, you know, folks are, folks, folks see, it's like, Oh, by what authority or power did you just do this? So you're caught up in that and you're not in awe and in celebration that this man who was born lame from birth can walk. Oh, what, what are we focusing on? Um, who do they think they are? Uh, who they are, as I shared a couple of days ago, is not unlike what the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King said uh, the night before his death, his assassination is, I'm just people that want to do God's will. That's, that's, that's who I am. I want to do God's will. Who they are are simply people that wanted to do God's will. What power and authority did you use to change this man's life? They already knew the answer because for those of you who've been following along, it's already in the third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Apostles we read, uh, Peter preached the answer. He, he preached by what authority, by what power he did what he did. Um, you ever been in those situations where you ever, you get into a, maybe it's when you walk into a meeting late or something and it, everything gets quiet? And everybody turns to you. I, as I'm reading this, I was reading this, I'm thinking, 
that's, that's, I mean, there had to be an element of, okay, what's going to happen? Is this the end? It's like, I'm being, I've been held overnight. I've been held overnight for what did I do? I offered this man the opportunity to be healed and God healed him. And now I'm called before the principal's office, so to speak. Uh, they spent a night in jail. It wasn't like, okay, we'll put you up in the Holiday Inn or something. It's like, no, it's a night in jail. Now you're there, and now you're there, and they ask you this question. By what power or what name did you do this? Uh, this was a great opportunity for me, for Peter, for any of us in that, in a, in a, if you've ever been in a situation like that, where it's like, okay, things, let's, it's going to happen real quick. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not unlike the time when uh, uh, Sister, Me Sister Meeks asked me that pointed question when we were courting. And uh, she, she asked a question, and immediately I said, okay, I have to think of the right answer. <laughs> she, she let me know. It's like, no, there's no right answer. I just want your answer. I don't, I don't want you to give me the answer that you think I want to hear. What's the answer? And that's pretty much what Peter does. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. That is, that's the answer. I didn't, I didn't equivocate. I didn't stutter. I didn't, I didn't say, well, you know, it could have been this, could have been that, could have been a, a, a body double. Uh, it wasn't the result of Peter and John, uh, uh, their unusual holiness. You know, well, you know, I was feeling kind of holy that day. Um, and so I, I felt like today was the day. And he didn't say, well, I just happened to have the gift of healing. You know, uh, it's, he's like, no, here's the answer. And I'm giving it to you straight. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Now, you do know this is the same Peter that denied Christ. Same Peter, same, same, same guy. It's also the same Peter that when Jesus, after his resurrection, Jesus came to him and he said, Peter, do you love me? And the best he could do was say, I like you. Peter's life has been transformed. It has not been interrupted. It has been transformed. The, Luke records the reason and, sur, and source up front. Right up the right, right there. Then Peter, comma, filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. 
Boy, I wish I was that bold. Recognize that Peter wasn't speaking by his own power. He wasn't speaking boldly in his own power. Peter was giving voice to what was in him. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. I shared with the story, uh, I shared the story with you before, I share now. Uh, my father's electrical contractor um, had trades all, the, he was a construction guy. He had every construction license there is, plumbing, electrical, construct, everything, he had them all. Didn't, didn't filter down to me, but that's a different story. Um, uh, and it was a cold morning and he hit his thumb, finger, square, hard with one of those big waffle pattern hammers. Uh, though, and he hit it hard. And I was looking at him wide-eyed. I know I had to, I, I was like, oh, what's he going to say? I know what I would have said. He hit it hard. I mean, that you don't even get a chance to think about what you're going to say. It's one of those things that, oh, whatever's in you is going to come out. And he said, praise God. He just, he groaned that out. I, literally, he groaned that out because it hurt so bad. But that was what was in him. That is not the response I expected. Did it hurt? You bet it hurt. I don't, I, it wasn't my thumb or finger, but I, I know it hurt. But my father's response, Peter's response, was one reflecting the spirit of the living God that was, I, I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. It's already in me. Let me just allow the Holy Spirit to give voice. Uh, it just reflects the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, so what's your point? Well, glad you asked. We need to be prepared to be witnesses to the truth of the gospel. You don't know what situations you're going to find yourself in. You have no idea. We, we, we have plans. You have plans after worship today. You know what you're going to do in your mind. But invariably what will happen is that people will cross our paths. Cars will cross my path. And if I'm not careful, I don't give voice to the Holy Spirit. I give voice to my sinful self. And it's just like, let me tell you how I really feel about you cutting me off without signal or anything like that. Let me, let me, oh, oh, you, you've done me incorrectly. You've done me wrong on my job, in my position, uh, or, or family looking at me side-eyed. Or so, It's like, let me give voice to what I really feel. Hmm, Okay. I don't think I'm going out on a theological limb. Uh, and I don't know what could happen, but I doubt that Peter would have uh, demanded a gathering of religious leaders to say what he said. You know what? Uh, I'm going to heal this guy so that I could get hauled before the religious leaders so I can speak boldly to them about the power and the, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't, no, 
I, no, 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 no. But when the opportunity presented himself, printed it, presented itself to him, he stepped right into it. You don't know what's coming down to you. And I'm not suggesting you stand or not stand on a corner with a sandwich board and witness. I'm not, it's, it's, it's a position neutral. You know, well, we should be out there and we should be boldly proclaiming. How about boldly proclaiming with your life and lifestyle? How about boldly complain, uh, uh, proclaiming with amongst your family, with people on your job? with people that you're next door to, your social groups. Um, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and to others if we would just allow ourselves to be used. As my professor would often say, just give the Holy Spirit a half a chance. Peter's not done, but I almost am. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That bears repeating, particularly in this pluralistic uh, society that we live in. Jesus is, is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So the Holy Spirit emboldens Peter to go all in. He doesn't equivocate, he answers a question. Jesus is the power and authority. Now let me tidy things up theologically for you religious leaders. Uh, so he's referencing the 118th Psalm. Sister Meeks, that's your homework uh, for today. Uh, the hundred, read the 118th Psalm. He reminds them of God's promise of restoration, which somewhere along the line in their course of studies, they must have fallen asleep. And they didn't recognize that whereas they and many of the Jews even today are looking for a restored Israel or a David-like person to be that cornerstone, that, 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 that point of restoration. Um, and they did, and they missed it as Peter was pointing them to an eternal and spiritual restoration through a savior, Jesus Christ. Um, this is an echo of what Jesus had warned warned about in the 20th chapter of Luke's gospel. That's your homework, uh, Erica J. Uh, the 20th chapter of Luke's gospel. Jesus warned them that not one physical stone would be remaining on top of one another. And they scoffed. And it's like, what kind of crazy, it's like, it's like, look, you don't understand. And as a matter of fact, you can tear down this building, but in three days, it's going to be restored. Uh, but look at this. I mean, look at the text. Still, Peter extends the opportunity for hope and salvation, even to those who were complicit in his death. 
salvation, even though you ignorantly or willfully, you did what you did, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. One theologian writes, once more, the point is made that Jesus' name is the inescapable decision point connecting salvation. There's no getting around Jesus. There's no getting around Jesus. There's no getting around Jesus. There's no, no, no matter how much we want to twist, bend, the, the inclusion and, and just, well, you know, he'll sort, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone must, will make a decision concerning who he is and who he is to us individually as well as collectively. But individually, there's no getting around Jesus. There's, there's just not. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And the end thing today is inclusion. That's what it is. I, it's just, it's, it's, as I was sharing earlier today, it's, it's deal with the text. Deal with, we must deal with the text. We must deal with the text. Um, it's an interesting thing as I was, I was preparing the, the, the message um, this, even this morning the, the imagery that came to mind is, if I invite you, if Sister Meeks invites you to our home uh, for dinner, I, I want you to come. I want you, there's going to be, that the table will be prepared. There's going to be an incredible feast. There's going to be food like you can't believe. There's, there's food, 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 food. You're going to have the best of everything. That is Sister Meeks at Thanksgiving, but it's only once. I'm just kidding. Um, food, 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 food. All I need you to do is come through the front door. Just, just come through the front door. Come, just here's the door. I want you to come through this door. And we, not we, we, but many will say, well, I want to, I want to, I want to be Santa Claus. I want to, maybe I'll come down the chimney. Well, maybe I'll break into a window. And we'll, we will twist ourselves. We'll go through all types of contortions. Well, if I just get in the house, isn't it the same? It's like you wouldn't let anybody, you wouldn't let your family, it's like, Oh, Mark is crazy. He's trying to come down the chimney, lock the doors. You wouldn't let him in. You would, you would say something's, something's amiss here. But unfortunately, people seem, not to, people seem to have a problem when I say, just Aaron, just ring the doorbell. Just ring the doorbell. I'll open it. I'll open it. Then you can come in and, 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 and dine, and we can fellowship together, and there'll be a great feast. You don't have to try crawling through a window. You don't have to. You don't have to look for any other way. This is the way. This is the door. See, see Jesus wasn't just 
he wasn't talking to himself. He was talking to us. He's, when he was using these metaphors and these examples, he's like, what don't you understand? I'm the door. Well, I've heard there's another, there, there's another door. I heard there's other doors, and the other doors will get you there. It will get you someplace. I'm not saying there aren't other doors, but it ain't going to lead you to where I'm holding the feast. This is where the feast of my Lord, as the song would say, is going on. Come on over here. The table is spread. The feast of the Lord is going on. I, I am done. As my seminary professor would say, what does the text say? Deal with the text. Don't deal with your emotion. Don't deal with what, don't deal with what you wish it said. Don't deal with, well, you know, that was then, this is now. Deal with the text. That ought to encourage us like never before to be very clear when we get those moments of those, those points of opportunity, school, on our jobs, in our homes, in our communities. You don't, again, you don't have to wear the sandwich board. You don't have to have the big cross in Thompson. Nothing wrong with that. Wear a cross if you want to. It's fine if it goes with your outfit. Uh, but, but, but it's not, that's not it. The it is when things come to you, when those opportunities for confession, for sharing come up, what do you say? Well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna hurt their feelings. We're talking about eternal destination. If the shoe were on the other foot, please hurt my feelings. If you have oxygen, you have the gift of life, don't withhold that from me. So you surely ought not hold that to any and everybody, especially those that you love or are in relationship with, on your job, at school, in your family, in your community. When those opportunities come up, well, how do, you, how do you navigate life? How are you able to do the things you do in spite of all the things that I know that are going on in your life? Well, let me tell you about somebody. Let me, let me share something with you. And so as we stand to our feet, this I could not think of a, a, a more, uh, yes, please, stand to our feet. Let's, let's I want to make sure that we understand that salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to us, to mankind, whereby we must, must be saved. If you want to be saved, if you, if you don't know, here's your opportunity right here, right now. If you don't know Christ in the pardon of your sin, if you don't know Christ, well, I know of him, I've heard about him, but are you in relationship with him? Hey, Say, I, I know the kings. I know I can't name all the players. I know the kings, but I'm not in relationship with them. 
I, I just can't. Hey, hey, what's going on, Darren Fox? He's like, who are you? Who are you? He's like, I'm not in relationship. But you can become in relationship with him. If you don't know Christ, all I ask you to do is just raise your hand. That's all you have to do. Just, just raise your hand. I want to know him. That's all I want to do. I want to know him. If you don't know him, just raise your hand. And then, then we, will, we will take those steps to allow you that opportunity to know him. All minds clear. All hearts clear. This is the last day on earth. I close my eyes. Where will I open them up at? Where will I be? In the presence of the Lord? Or eternally separated from him? Let's pray.